0: So this morning at 8:45, it's a little early and I'm not really functioning on all levels at that morning. and, and, uh, and because I'm tired, I uh, forgot some words that I wanted to use in the sermon. I couldn't remember how the, what they were called, and, and I kind of just went blank. And, and, and because I'm tired, I was like, "Oh Lord." help me remember. And now at 11 o'clock, it seems like I've forgotten my whole sermon. So I'm like, oh Lord, help me remember. And and so if, Ed, I may do that one where I'm screaming and yelling, so be ready. Uh, So let's pray. Lord God, we live in anxious times, chaotic times, where it seems like we're running a hundred miles an hour with an empty gas tank. And what we really need, oh God, is just some rest, some restoration, some revival, some renewal. As we enter into this reflection, meditation on your word, O oh God, I pray that it would be a refreshing source of cool water. And I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts would be pleasing unto you, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So how appropriate is it to be talking about rest on Labor Day weekend? Right? perfect. It's like we almost planned it. We did. (laughs) And then in my research of Labor Day I was I was amazed because I thought it was a much more uh, current uh, federal holiday. I thought it had just been around maybe a couple of decades at most. But in the research I found out that the first Labor Day holiday federal holiday was back in 1894 so it's been going on for quite some time here and it was established by trades unions and and worker organizations that wanted to recognize the contribution of the American workforce right they wanted to to let people know that there's a workforce that built this country that put in blood and sweat and tears to make sure the country would rise up whenever it was needed. And so in 1894, uh, Congress passed a law and it became a federal holiday. That, was, that blew me away. I thought it was much current than that. So that's amazing. I also wanted to recognize the, the impact of labor and what that has on, on our lives. Now the word labor is is a little more detailed or in depth than just the word work, right? When a, when a woman goes into labor, we're not saying that she's going to work, right? It's, there's a difference. There's there's and I and I've never had a baby, so I can't I can't I can't tell you I understand. But my wife has. She's had four. And I know that that labor has taken her to the point of exhaustion. I know that the labor has drawn out of her more than she ever thought possible. To the point that when our first child was born, it was like as a, a whole different person was there. I'm going to hear it when I get home, but I'm going to go ahead and go here. She was in so much pain because of the labor, she grabbed me and she pulled me down. And she said in a voice I'd never recognized before, you did this to me. <laughs> She's shaking her head no, but she knows it's true. But it was because of the intense pain, the, intense, the intensity of that labor, where she was driven to the point of exhaustion. She also broke the hospital bed rails on that, on that trip uh, that they didn't charge me for, thank God. But that's labor. It's a little different than work. Labor is something that drives you to the point of exhaustion. That You can't go on another moment. That you're just so drained and you're so tired that you don't see how you can take another step. That's what we find in today's scripture reading. Jesus is talking to the masses, he's talking to his disciples, he's talking to us that there are times that we are so exhausted, so tired, that we don't think we can take another step, we can go a step further. We're drained. I don't know how many of you feel that way today, right now. Hopefully not, not too many of you. But I know you felt that in your life. And it doesn't have to be because of the work that you're doing. It can be anything that begins to drain your energy. Not just physically, but mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Where You feel so tired. Now, we have to admit that we keep ourselves extremely busy. Always on the go, always doing something, always having something planned out, and, and we're always go, 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 go. For we're going to feel drained. We're going to feel tired. We're going to feel exhausted. And the truth of the matter is, is we're, we're teaching our children the same thing. We have them involved in so many activities that we don't... We, <laughs> We don't even know, remember what day it is and what event we have to take them to. Go, 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 go. But we're exhausted. And sometimes what we need is just a moment to rest, to catch our breath. Ain't that true, Ginger? We just need a time to relax, to sit back, Jesus himself gave us that example. There are numerous places in the scripture where we read that Jesus went away to the other side. He went by himself. He went with his disciples to rest, to recuperate, to recharge. And so we need to realize that we need that as well. Now, I know that many times in my preaching and in my teaching, I'm I'm trying to let the congregation know, especially as the pastor of mission and outreach, there are so many needs out there. So much is going on that we need to be involved in, that we need to be helping with, that we need to make sure uh, we're doing our part. And I don't want you to lose sight of that. That's true. But there's also a time to rest. I shared a story earlier this morning that, that early on in my ministry I was preaching at a revival service and I had all this fire and brimstone and, and I was so energetic and I was so passionate about what was going on and it was just wham! And after the service this old uh, retired pastor came up to me and he said Robert that was an awesome sermon you, you've got so much passion and, and I just love listening to that and, and tell me what motivates you? <laughs> Motivates you. And with all the arrogance I could muster up. I said, well, I'm called to save the world. Melanie, you know where I'm going with this, right? I'm called to save the world. And he laughed. And he says, oh, son. Poor child. The world already has a savior. His name is Jesus. And you're not called to do that. Don't accept that responsibility because it's not yours. You're called to share Christ with the nation. That's a whole lot different than being the Savior of the world. As I took a step back from that, I realized that I was trying to do much more than I needed to. Much more than I was called to. I got to do my part by, for sure, but I've got to recognize what my part is. Share love and compassion of Jesus. He'll take care of saving the world. This morning in the scripture that we read, Jesus is doing just that. Reminding us of who we are. And who he is. And what he's actually doing is calling us to trust him. And to trust God. Because what he's saying is come to me. Come to me. I'm the one. And in John chapter 11, he reminds us that he's the one that we come through to to know the Father. No one comes through the Father except by me, Jesus says. And so what he's calling us to is into a, a relationship of trust in him. And so he's saying, if you're tired, if you're heavy-hearted, if you're heavy-laden, if you're exhausted, if you've had enough, come to me, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn from me. Now, here's something interesting I learned about the yoke. Now Ken will understand about the yoke because he's, he's a farmer and so he's going to know that, that the yoke was a, 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 a tool that you put on work animals to get them to, to do the work that was needed on the farm, right? And it usually encompassed two animals. It would go up upon two animals and one of them was usually a more experienced animal who understood the commands and, and, and knew the voice of the person leading. He understood it. And so they would put a, least, a less experienced animal next to the more experienced animal so that the less experienced animal could learn from the more experienced animal and be guided by them. That didn't mean that the less experienced animal didn't do any work. It just means that they relied more on the more experienced animal and so what Jesus is saying is don't you're not gonna get away from doing work you have to, there's still expectations there's still obligations there's still things that we need to do but come and let me come beside you and lead you and guide you and learn from me and you'll see that the work is easier It's not so overbearing. It's not so demanding when Jesus is walking next to us and we're learning from his example. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. My friends, in this chaotic and crazy world that we live in where we're running at 100 miles an hour on empty most of the time, we need the rest that we find in Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen. We need to find know that rest and to experience it, to experience the joy of our salvation. How long has it been since we've experienced the joy of our salvation? Remember that moment when you were first introduced to Jesus, when Jesus got a hold of your life. Remember what you were experiencing and going through at that moment and the just the the, the pure joy of it. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, and now I see. Glory to God! And I don't know how long that's been for some of you, but for some of you, I imagine it's been a long time. And the world and our schedules have beaten us down. and We haven't experienced the joy of our salvation in a long time. And part of the reason is that we haven't given ourselves an opportunity to rest in the Lord. To rest in Jesus. And so my prayer for each one of us, and, and, and the po- fingers are pointing at two. more so. The prayers for each one of, my prayer for each one of us is that we will take this weekend, this Labor Day weekend, and rest. Rest in Jesus. And trust, trust that he is the Savior of the world. And he will always do his part. Let us learn from him. For he is gentle, kind, and loving. Amen? Amen.